What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. Finally back to normal. Today is um, Wednesday, and it is November 2nd. Uh, missed last week. Uh, I was actually going to put it up uh, later on in the week because I started to record it, and then uh, we lost power Saturday night and uh, didn't get it back until yesterday. And it was just an absolute, um, just friggin' nuts out here. And um, I also didn't have internet service. So a ton of stuff. And I didn't want to put up a half-assed podcast because my listeners deserve better than that. Um, and uh, thank you again. As I said, the, the Verzi Effect uh, numbers have jumped up like literally like 300%. I don't know what's going on, but every time we're looking at the numbers, they're getting better and better. More and more people are listening, and it's because of you guys. So thank you for staying loyal. Thank you for listening to the show. Um, I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, I do apologize again for last week, but uh, it was just too nuts. So we're back to the regularly uh, regularly scheduled programming on um, Wednesdays. And uh, I'm going to try to do this, like I said, every Wednesday. If it uh, doesn't catch until Thursday, you know, that's not my problem. Uh, it's because iTunes is so slow, but uh, I will record every Wednesday and try to get it there either that night or the following morning. Uh, so we're back, and um, it was it was nuts. I was not only was I in a bad mood because um, last week for some reason I just wasn't getting stage time. Shows in New York City were canceled everywhere. Some shows that were going on were like dragging people off the street with five people in them. Um, just one of those slow weeks, and uh, as comedian, you know, comedians will tell you, not getting on stage for a while can you start to drive you nuts. So um, finally, I got up a couple of times towards the end of the week, and then you know, it's funny. In, it, as a comic, it's almost like you need that, you need that heroin shot. You know, you need that um, that quick fix if you're not on stage because it just keeps you fresh. And you know, when you're not on stage for a little bit, you feel like the wheels are falling off and you lost everything. You could do this job for years, and if you're not on stage for like a week, you're like, can I ever do it again? Um, so I was able to get back on stage, and that felt good. And then, uh, you know, Saturday night, we lost power, but uh, there was something I wanted to address in the last podcast um, before all this stuff with the weather and, and the power going out. Um, and that is, um, unfortunately, um, comedian Patrice O'Neill, um, who is one of the most honest, just one of the, the most brutally honest um, comedians that I've ever seen or, or had the pleasure of working with, um, had a stroke, um, I think, actually two weeks ago, I think today he had a stroke. They didn't announce it until uh, his buddies announced it a week later on uh, Opie and Anthony. Uh, radio show, but um, apparently uh, he had a he had a stroke, and um, you know he was, you know, just in in the hospital, and nobody really knew, you know, what what was going on. But I just wanted to say that uh, thoughts and and uh, you know good thoughts and prayers go out to um, truly a great comedian, and um, I had the pleasure of of working um, with uh, Patrice O'Neill. Uh, for a weekend, and then I also jumped on a show that he was doing at Comics in New York City, and um, I don't know, for some reason when I heard that, man, it just affected me more. It affected me more um, than than other comedians for some reason, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to anybody or, um, you know, just not 
you know, I, I don't, I don't want to be, be rude, you know, but uh, with Patrice is, is one of the, you know, the guys that I worked with. And it's weird. When I first met Patrice O'Neill, somebody introduced me to him. And stupidly, the person who introduced me to him said, oh, this is Paul Verzi. He's a hot up-and-coming comic. Meanwhile, I was only three years in the business. This is like seven years ago. I wasn't one of the hottest comedians. I was like this new, you know, new comic who was trying to just figure getting out on, you know, getting on stage, what that was all about and, and doing jokes and stuff. And kind of Patrice kind of looked at me like up and down, like, well, how come I don't know him? And I didn't like the way he looked at me, but that was because of the way the dude who introduced me to him, you know, made it so big. So I always had that in the back of my mind. And then when I opened for Patrice, um, I kind of had this defense mechanism where I was like, almost saying, well, screw this guy, and I heard that he could be mean to people, so I was afraid of him, and then I worked with him, and you know what, he was nice to me, and I remember I got off stage, I had a good set in front of his packed out crowd, and he kind of gave me a thumbs up, and he was nice to me, so, um, you know, that was cool, and then I uh, worked with him at, um, I jumped on a guest set, I did a guest set when he was performing in New York City, uh, i never forget, it was a big snowstorm, and I was like, who the hell is coming out you know, who the hell is coming out to see, you know, a, a comic in this weather, and it was still, it wasn't quite sold out, but really, really close, and it was pretty amazing to see those numbers for, um, for the snowstorm that, that was going on in the city that night, and I did a guest spot there, and then we talked, and I said, yeah, you know, I opened for you recently at Bananas, and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, you look familiar, and we, we talked, and I said something funny to him, I, I remember saying to him, and I didn't know how this was going to go over, but I was just being honest, I said to him, I said, I always knew you were good, but uh, I didn't know you were that good, you know, from the show. And he just kind of laughed and I guess appreciated the honesty. And um, I don't know. I just guess, I, you know, you see somebody honest like that. And then you hear that they have a stroke and they're laying down and, and they can't really speak or do anything. And it just makes you, it gets you sick. Um, especially somebody with a mind. Like I remember he would say something that was so fucking unbelievably brilliant and smart. And a lot of people wouldn't like it because it may have come across as rude or crude. But it was so true, you know. And then like a typical comic, he would just go into something like, you know, dirty after that. So it's amazing how like a brilliant comedian could say something so meaningful. And then after that, just, uh, you know, go into something that, that you just they think is funny. Um, so I, I'll never forget that. And, and the, the, the crazy thing about it was um, I went into the green room. I remember being in the green room there at comics. And... Um, I remember D.L. Hughley walked in, and there was some agents in there, and there was um, just a bunch of people in there. And I remember, um, I never forget this uh, about about uh, about Patrice O'Neill. He's sitting there, and like all these like you know these big time people and agents and, and famous comedians are in there, and they're kind of just sitting down, like watching him, like he's the one who's holding the ball. And it just let you know that even though these guys are like famous celebrities um, who had you know, a ton of money and, and television shows and in the public eye, as far as a respect as a comedian, they were just totally giving it to, to him. And I, I never forget seeing that. And I was just, I thought that that was really cool. Um, and, and it does come from the honesty and, and just, you know, being the, the you know, the great comedian uh, that he is. So um, that's why that one bothered me a little bit. But I'm glad that, uh, you know, I'm glad to hear that uh, he's still around, and I wish him the best, and, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to, to him. That was definitely just enough's enough, and then I guess yesterday, Ralphie May, they said Ralphie May had a blood clot, he almost died, and it's just like, what the fuck, man? Um, so, 
So that, that that's one thing that I was going to address on the last podcast. Um, what are you doing, babe? My wife walks in here. and What are you doing? I'm getting ready for school uh, my, my son's going to school tomorrow for the first day daycare, which I wanted to get into. And um, my wife thinks that he's going to Europe for a month. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so we lost power. We lost power on uh, Saturday night. And it did not come back until Tuesday, uh, yesterday at around, I guess, midday. And uh, we, we go to the supermarket before the storm. And all of these, I swear to God, our supermarket out here was packed like I've never fucking seen. It was like an NFL football game. The lines were, I was going to take a picture on my cell phone, but I was just so annoyed that I had to wait that long that I didn't even feel like doing it. The lines were... I swear there was probably five inches of snow and these people acted like we were under a nuclear attack. It was ridiculous. Um, it was just ridiculous. And, you know, I'm glad that all of those people lost all that fucking food they bought because it went bad. That's what you get for acting like that. You know, you, it's, it's a storm. It's, it's not like it's never happened before. All these people, you know, that's what living in the Northeast is. That's what living in New York is. There's a lot of bad weather. There's wind, there's rain, there's a lot of snow, and it happens. Fine, maybe it happened earlier than normal, but it's, it's these people you would have thought they were like going to be in some underground cave, and, and then they ended up buying all that food, and then they lost it. And I know what you guys are probably saying. Well, you were there, so you're doing the same thing. No, I bought 11 items, and they were small little bullshit things that, of course, my wife needed. Okay? Because if it was me, I wouldn't have left. All right, she's right. She made sauce all day. She cooked. That's oh, that's right. You know what? And she made a killer sauce. We got the the sausage and the meat, and she let it. So my wife can cook. She's not even Italian. She can cook. She cooks good too. Best chili you'll ever have in your life. Award winning chili. She kills it. Um, but you know it was just chaotic. The parking lot was unbelievable, and I I could not believe. And then we lose power, um, and went upstate to my mom's. And that sounds like such a kid thing to do, but we did it. We packed up. We got the baby up there. It was freezing in our house, and we just had to get the hell out of here, so we went upstate. Um, but, uh, that, yeah, that's it. I'm just thinking to myself, it's 2011, you know? And it wasn't, and, and this was worse than uh, um, the Hurricane Irene. Hurricane Irene, we had a little wind, rain, and we lost power for a minute. And... You know, with this thing, they were like, yeah, there's going to be a few inches of snow. And I guess because of all the leaves, trees were down everywhere. I'm not going to lie, though. It did look bad. I mean, there were trees laying across the highways and shit, live wires and stuff. So when we're upstate, you know, we're upstate for Halloween. And we wanted to we wanted to go um, trick-or-treating. You know, obviously, we wanted to take uh, Lucas trick-or-treating. It's Halloween and everything. And we were looking forward to it. He had his Lightning McQueen outfit. Um... Which one of the laziest costumes. He wanted to be Lightning McQueen. And, you know, listen, my son's adorable. The Lightning McQueen thing is good. But you would think the Lightning McQueen would be like a car. And it was just one of these things that made him look like a muscular racer with a hat. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't too fond of it. I thought it was a... I don't know. I just thought, you know, I, it, I don't know. It's just like a bullshit. It's just like a... Everything they make is cheap. But anyway, yeah, he, he looked great. He's, he was hilarious running around. And he had his Lightning McQueen glow sneakers that were blinking red. It was really funny. But we wanted to go trick-or-treating with him. And because of the um, 
the storm and everything. They were they were canceling Halloween in some neighborhoods. Obviously couldn't do it here because of all the lights were out. So we're upstate, and my mom lives back up in the woods, um, in upstate New York. So um, what we did was we um, we took them to the mall, which I had no idea people do that. But my wife was, you know, I guess she heard something on the radio. And I guess since it's really bad, so, you know, take them to the Galleria. And there'll be a bunch of kids there and the stores give out candy. What a fucking shit show. This was ridiculous. It was packed. Just packed. Like, at first I was like, is this even, are we going to be like the only weirdos like walking around with their kid dressed up? How wrong was I? It was just an absolute... People were lining up, but it was embarrassing. They didn't have can Some of the... Every place at like 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, they didn't have... People ran out of candy. Um, you know, they were handing out... It, fucking insulting kids, giving them stickers and shit. Like these shitty little stickers. Like the worst. The absolute worst. We just walked to Target and bought our own bags of candy and just stuffed it in his bag. It was just lines and lines of lazy fucking parents just throwing costumes on their kids and walking around um, the mall. And every store, sorry, we ran out of candy. Sorry, we ran out. I think like one store gave them candy. It was an absolute shit show. Just a bunch of fat fucking parents walking around with their stupid kids in dumb costumes. I just said to my wife, we got to get out of here. This is terrible. It was terrible. And, and, oh, just, oh, my, it was ridiculous. I, I, like, I saw people that I knew from years and years ago that, that, uh, you know, with their kids, and I was like, what am I doing here? I gotta get out of here. It was just a shitty Halloween. I'm not gonna lie. This was not a good Halloween. Um, hopefully next year there will not be a storm and we could walk around our condo complex here with lights and, uh, people happy and not have power lights down. Just, it was a fucking mess. It was an absolute shit show. Don't ever take your... Do yourself a favor and learn from my mistake. Don't ever take your kids to, um... To, what's it called? To a mall for Halloween. Uh, dressed up, just walking around. is the laziest, easiest thing to do. And then, you know, some of the women are gonna look at fucking blouses while their kid's trying to get a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. It's just terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, he didn't know, and I felt bad for him at first, but he didn't know. To him, it was awesome, because he just saw a bunch of little kids, like, so he was, like, looking at costumes, walking around, so that was fine, but he didn't get the Halloween experience, and, uh, I felt for him. Um, so speaking of that, something going on right now that I'm kind of, um, kind of worried about, not worried about, but I'm, it's not that bad, because we're only doing it two days a week, but, uh, we looked at a, we looked at a daycare, and it looks like my son Lucas is going to start daycare at two and a half years old, um, two days a week, Thursdays and Fridays. I believe that those are the days. I don't know. I think that's what we're going to try to do. And, um, you know, I say when we were looking at the place, I was talking to the woman and like, I was trying to find things wrong with it just because, you know, I mean, I hang out with my son all day and I said something to my wife. And my wife got upset. I said to the lady, I said, man, you guys are taking my best friend from me. And we were, like, driving home, and my wife was like, when you said that, I was going to start crying. And then she just started crying. And I, I didn't really want to do that, but, you know, it was it's just, I, I know it's crazy, but it's like, I almost feel like the scene from um, from Big Daddy with Adam Sandler when his kid went to school, and he just was, like, worried. Um, but it's only two days a week, so, and he needs to play and interact with kids. 
But I was just trying to like find things wrong with the place because it was perfect. Like the security there was perfect. I was asking questions about the background of all the people and the staff. The lady had all the right answers. Like it seemed like everything was great. And I was just trying, like I'm saying things to my wife to make it up so we didn't have to go. I'm like, was she too nice? You know, is this place too good? And um, But we realized, no, that's not the case. And it's, you know, not far from home. So it looks like he's going to be doing that. And um, it's pretty, um, I don't know, you feel like somebody's going to be watching my son for eight hours, you know, two times a week, and you get scared. You're like, I don't fucking know these weird people. Because you know everybody's got, like, there. there's definitely some weird shit with everybody. Even good people have weird shit. And it's like some of those people are going to be watching your kid. Like, I, I've, you know, I'm sure if somebody saw me, they would be like, I don't want my kid with him. And, he, and I'm, I'm normal. Like, I don't do weird shit. But it's like, it's just weird. So I got to think about these people and what they do and... You know, hopefully the background is right, but they have a lot of people overseeing it and watching it, so it'll be cool. And knowing my son, he's going to uh, just fall right into place there and start playing and have friends and everything. So he'll be going to uh, daycare um, soon. And uh, Daddy's going to sleep, folks. Uh, that That is one thing I will be looking forward to is getting my rest and being able to take care of some business things. Um... You know, without seeing my son eating crayons or, you know, just doing the stuff that he does, flipping bowls of Cheerios over and, um, you know, <laughs> it's funny because now when I watch my son, he'll just walk right up to me and be like, I pooped, change me. He literally walked up to me the other day and said, I pooped, change me. Uh, and I just started laughing. It was like, hilarious. Uh, so that's pretty much, uh, you know, what's been going on. I got... Uh, bunch of shows lined up thank god because when i was when the week was so slow last week i was like you know forget that. i need to be on stage way more so um this week i got some stuff coming up i'll do that in the plugs in the end but um just oh i had an unacceptable for the week and i lost my fucking train of thought and i had it written down there was an unacceptable with a lady in the supermarket she did something and i wanted to just I wanted to just lose it on her, and I can't remember what it was, and it was so unacceptable. So I'm going to try to think of that. I'm going to try to think about that unacceptable and remember it. But I guess I guess for now we'll call the unacceptable for this week, episode 37, is the amount of panic in people. Just absolute panic in people when a dusting of snow comes. And I know we lost power, and I know it was a bad storm, but the way that these people acted during a little flurry was 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 crazy. It was crazy and stupid. Uh, absolutely unacceptable. The, the the situation with the parking, you know, people buying fucking loaves of bread. Like it was, it was just silly. And and the funny thing is, this huge AMP supermarket is in the middle of town. And you, you, it's like one of those things where even if you, it was like pouring snow, you could. It's they have generators. You could like walk there. It's not like anybody's like up in fucking Mount Everest and gonna die. Or have to go out and just spear a bear and barbecue it on the rocks at night like they do in the movies. Like, it's not like that. Um, and and the, the amount of people waiting on the lines, I, part of me was just like, you know what, I'm putting this shit back. But my wife was making a sauce and we needed the ingredients because we were going to be with company. So uh, I had to do it. Unacceptable for the week. Calm down, morons. Relax. Um... Yeah, and shame on the news, man. The news was acting like the news was acting like, you know, 
Yeah, you know, it's be a little snow. It's you know, nobody was saying like, you know what, go to a fucking hotel because trees are gonna be down all over the place. And they're saying, oh, it's because of the leaves. Well, you don't know that. It's 2011, and this is the first time we know because of the leaves. So unacceptable for the week is the just the the the, the preparation of this storm, or lack thereof, with the the news people and and all of these these panickers out here. Oh, I fact, I remembered. I remembered. This lady's in the supermarket, okay? This is an extension of unacceptable for the week. Okay, so unacceptable for the week is going to be just the whole storm and losing power in general. Is the losing power from Saturday to Tuesday in a world that's 2011 unacceptable. The amount of people that just flock to supermarkets, unacceptable. And this woman... Swear to God, oblivious to other people, was walking around the supermarket, which was packed, like I said, like like it was a sporting event. Like you like like going to get a beer at halftime at a football game. Okay, an NFL football game. That's how packed this place was for his little supermarket. Alright, I might be exaggerating a little bit, but it was fucking packed. Alright? And this lady is walking around with her sister, mother, girlfriend, I don't know, they were two middle-aged women. And she just leaves in traffic, in shopping cart traffic. You know that when you're just waiting by everything, you just you gotta wait like three carts to grab a head of lettuce and shit. That's what this was. This lady is standing there, the packed cart leaves it in the middle, like in the middle aisle, and then just walks and starts to get something. And there's literally a traffic jam of people trying to get by with her cart there. She's not even there. And I literally looked at her friend and shook my head. And I was at, that's how pissed I was. It was unacceptable. I wanted to be like, listen, whore, you're not the only person here. And then I wanted to just look at her in the face and go, God, I hope you're divorced. God, I hope you're divorced and your kids don't like you. That's how pissed I was. It was ridiculous. Who does that? Unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. One of the most unacceptable. During a busy store, you just leave your cart in the middle with no courtesy. And and here's even the, 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 the part about this that makes it the most unacceptable. Is that this bitch didn't have the nerve to say, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I wasn't thinking. Something like that. To make everybody kind of smile and go, okay, yeah, she knows she's an asshole. And she made a mistake. I give her a pass. No, it was just like, oh, here's my cart. I'm going to, well, I'm going to do this so people are going to wait. The worst. Throw eggs at her fucking head. Next time. I hope she's divorced. Uh, that's unacceptable for the week. That was the longest, most passionate unacceptable for the week. But you know what, folks? I was just out of power for three days. And, um, oh my god, it was so nice to just... Just so nice to come home and just see shit on. I'll tell you something. I don't know how these people survived back in the day without it. Like, I know that they didn't know any better. But the thought of sitting around a couch and having radio be the only entertainment is, like, just absolutely horrible. Um, and for all you people that like camping, fuck you. After two days, it's old and sucks. And I love those people. Oh, outdoors, I could survive. It's like, shut up. Yeah, you could survive because you know you're going home to eat fucking cereal and milk and have lights in, in you know, in a day or so. But, you know, I, I just can't stand when people are like, oh, you got to be more... Got to adjust better. Yeah, what would you do out in the... It's like I would find a way to obviously survive for a while out there, but that doesn't mean it's fun and that I want to do it. You know? I want to go camping with a fucking, you know, a Hilton hotel across the street so I can go fishing, go outside, do all that shit, and then sit in a marble bathroom at night 
and think about all the fucking idiots who are still under the stars saying how great it is while they carve their sticks with their fucking Swiss Army knives. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, that's fucking great. Um, I just picture... I went camping one time with my buddies, and I swear to God, it rained all night, and my pillow and head was like in, a, in an inch of water. It was a fucking nightmare. It was just such an unfun, like, I remember trying to call people to just say, pick me up, I just want to leave. We were by the Delaware River somewhere, and it was fucking terrible. Um, that'd be funny, man. That'd be a really funny, I just thought of that, that'd be a funny sketch. Just a bunch of guys look like they're just stressing out in the woods, you know, like, just going out, putting up, like, you know, putting up camp, setting up tents, like, you know, building a fire, doing everything. And then just you see two guys just cross the highway at night and go into a Hilton. And they're like in the workout room and they're eating the continental breakfast. And then they go back and their friends are just miserable and um, scruffy bearded in the morning. <laughs> two guys are more rested. I don't know what I'm doing. All right. So that's uh, that's pretty much what happened, uh, you know, with the power. And that's, that's the... Uh, that's that's what that is, so that's uh, that's over, folks, and uh, I'm glad to be back doing this. Um, I did not see a movie. I've been slacking with the movies. I'm not gonna lie. I always go through those spurts where I give you guys a new movie that I went to in the theater, and then I go through like the 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 four weeks where I didn't, and it's just it's just been crazy with um, you know everything going on. I was supposed to have another guest on this week, but I got a couple guests lined up. Who are they? Not going to tell you guys just yet. I got some really good guests lined up for the next couple of weeks. Uh, some some great up-and-coming comics, some comics you guys you know may know about, you're definitely going to know about, and uh, we're going to definitely talk about some, some shit on the, on the show here. So, um, and, and, and sports, I have an announcement to make about sports. I am officially retiring from any sort of betting or even giving people tips on bets that I think are good or locks. And the game that did it to me, guys, the one that just set me over the top was San Diego at KC on Monday night. Um, I was convinced that San Diego was going to win that game by at least a field goal. They were losing the whole game, but they came back, they tied it, and with less than a minute left, they were about to kick a field goal from, I think, the 35-yard line. It was a done deal. And, you know, I'm saying to myself, all right, the line on the game is three, okay, and uh, minimum I'll push this thing, and that's going to be it. I gave my brother a tip on it. I did a bunch of research on the game, and I was like, end of the day, it's the Chargers. Um, the better football team is the Chargers. The better quarterback is the Chargers. Uh, the slightly better defense is the Chargers. I know they're on the road. It should be a close game. I like the Chargers to win the game. I was happy and confident with that pick, ladies and gentlemen. It was one of the bets where I said, listen, if I lose this, I can live with it. But when I saw how we lost it was when I said, I'm done this shit forever. It just is just It's just an absolute fucking sham and scam and a shame that it happens, and I am really starting to be somebody who's against gambling. Unless you're in Vegas with buddies and you're doing it like once a year and you're sitting down watching a game together with some drinks, 
that's one thing. You know, going to the tables. I love craps. And I'm not talking about, you know, like tables, gambling tables, because I love casinos. I don't think that'll ever change. But as far as thinking that an NFL team is going to win and then have it, Phillip Rivers fumbles the ball from the center. Okay, it was basically one of the plays where all you're doing is either kneeling to the middle a little bit or you're giving it to the to the running back to just like center for the field goal. Like the game's over. It's done. It's going to it's going to be the Chargers by 3. That's what's happening in this game right now. And I was content with that because for how bad they played, they were going to push and it was going to be no bet. For you non-gambling people out there, a push means the spread is three, and they win by three, but you need to win the bet by having them win by four. So if they do do it three, it's a tie, and a tie is just you pay the VIG, whatever, five bucks or whatever, but you don't lose the, the bet. So they're playing terrible football all game. They finally start to click towards the end. They're right there. They get down 40 seconds. I'm like, all right, you know, if this guy breaks through and gets a touchdown, you win the bet. If he doesn't, it's a field goal game over. And the quarterback, who's done thousands and thousands of these snaps, closes his hands a second too soon, and the ball hits the, the top part of his left hand, fumbles, the Chiefs get the ball. They go into overtime, and in, late in overtime, the Chiefs win the game with a field goal. And I said to myself at that point, it's over. It's over. There's no reason to do it, okay? The house always wins. It's of, of course, there are some situations where a team should win, but you know what? Nothing is guaranteed. That's why it's betting. That's why it's gambling. And I'm done. I'm fucking done. I got a son. I got another baby on the way. I don't need the bullshit. I'm fucking done. And, and, and not even that I was gambling a lot. You know, actually, I was gambling with my brother. My bro it was my brother's account. But it's not even about that. I'm talking even if it's $25 or $50 and you think some, it's just not worth it anymore, I'm done. Um, you know, if somebody asks me, hey, who do you like in this game? Of course, I'll give my opinion. But I'm never going to say this is... I will always preface it by saying, you know, anything can happen because it's gambling, which I already knew. But that game just let me know, listen, shit's either fixed or, you know, the house always wins. You might as well flip a coin. Um, so I'm done. I'm done with the betting, and I would urge everybody in here, you know, because some people have a serious problem. I don't have a problem, okay? I can stop it. I've always been like that. I can stop anything, you know? I tried cocaine before in my life, and I loved it. And you know what? I said, fuck that. That's too good. I'm never doing that shit again. That's how I am, okay? I smoke cigarettes. I stopped. Cold turkey, done. Just, I, I smoked for years. I said, stop. I want to I stop it. I stopped. I quit for three years. I never smoked another cigarette again. And then three years later, I said, you know what? I want to smoke for another year. And I think I smoked for like 14 or 15 months. I stopped again. I'm done. I haven't smoked now for five years. I never smoked another cigarette again. That's how I am. So, you know, I, I, but as far as this game, it's just ridiculous. You know, it's funny though, those people that like have really, really bad problems. Like they're like, yeah, I think I'm going to bet 1500. They come out in the throwback jerseys tonight. I got, I got a hunch. <laughs> it's just like people want to give their money away. Uh, that shit is sad. Um, but no, I'm done. I'm done the shit. I'm done gambling. Um, unbelievable World Series. Speaking that we're on the sports thing here. Uh, if you're a Texas Rangers fan, you gotta be. I mean, a strike away in back-to-back -back innings to win the World Series, and you blow it. And it was a strike away to win the World Series in back-to-back -back innings when you're up two runs each time in those back-to-back -back innings. 
I mean, can it get more painful than that? Josh Hamilton gets up after they blow the two runs. Josh Hamilton gets up in the 10th and hits a two-run shot, and Texas is celebrating like it's over, and then the next pitcher comes out and fucking blows it. Oh, my God. I don't think you could... I don't think a team could lose worse. I really don't think a team could lose worse than, um, you know, than, than the way that the Texas Rangers did. Um, and what is it about Game 6, whether it's Bill Buckner or Steve Bartman or, you know, what happened with Texas, you know. And that Texas, by the way, that Texas outfielder crew should have caught that ball in Game 6, would have ended it. I think he was afraid of the wall. But when you look at that again, I've seen New York Yankee, my New York Yankees, you know, 1997, um, or was it 97? One of the, those late 90 years, Paul O'Neill had to run. I remember Paul O'Neill was in right field. He had to run to the wall. And it was one of those where you don't know if it's going to hit the wall. You don't know where how it's going to go. And he just ran and he just locked in the ball. And he didn't care what he hit. And he caught the ball. And that, that guy was afraid. So I feel bad for Texas. Um, congratulations to the to the Cardinals. And how great. Tony La Russa going out like that. That's the way to go out. A miraculous World Series victory, 33 years in the game. You leave after winning the World Series. It doesn't get better. I don't think there's a better way. That guy got escaped on a golden parachute. Um, excellent. Excellent. Uh, these NBA greedy motherfuckers are still not letting basketball be played, which is pissing me off because I have some friends in town. Um, I'm, I'm home. I'm local until the middle of the month. It would be time to go to a Knicks game, and, and you just can't, and it's frustrating. Um, and what you know, the NFL is turning around. The Jets are getting better. I still don't believe in them, but they're getting better. Philly got their shit together. So um, this is gonna be, this is gonna be a good second half of the season. I think now that everybody's done talking about the lockout and losing time with that, I think everybody is who they are now. So we'll see what happens. But um, that's pretty much all I got on sports. But no more betting. Okay, maybe the Super Bowl. Okay, the Super Bowl, I think everybody should get a pass to put, like, whatever. Maximum 200 on a game. You know, you got it. It's the Super Bowl, you've watched teams. But as far as this, like, every week and just, like, it's just stupid. I'm not doing it anymore. It's just ridiculous. Um, all right, that's it for sports. We got Unacceptable out of the way. Um, I don't have, you know, any movies. So I guess now we could do some plugs here. I got some cool stuff coming up. Um, this week I will be performing at Bananas Comedy Club in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey. Um, Bananas, which is a staple. 1986, one of their clubs, and 1989. Um, I will be performing there with Sebastian Matiscalco. Sebastian Matiscalco was the guy from Vince Vaughn's Wild West Comedy Tour. Uh, he's a funny comic, man, from Chicago, lives in L.A. now. I never got to work with him before. I know people that know him, and I think he's pretty funny, so I'm looking forward to working with him. I will be doing two shows Friday with him and two shows Saturdays, uh, this Saturday at Bananas in Hasbrook Heights, four shows. So I don't know if they're sold out, but uh, check check that out uh, if you were in the area. It's only like 12 miles from New York City, right over the bridge. So uh, that should be that should be awesome. And then uh, next week, uh, I have the big gig at Carnegie Hall with Bill Burr. And I'm going to be trying to get on stage every night before then. Um, you know, really looking forward to it. So, uh, and I got some cool shows before then, too. I'm going to be doing, um, I'm gonna be doing uh, New York Comedy Club on Tuesday night. I'm also Tuesday night. That same night, I'm going to be doing um, Sage, the Sage uh, Comedy 
at uh, bar 82. Um, I'm going to be doing that to, to work some stuff out. Then Wednesday, I am going to be at the Creek in the Cave, which is uh, a room in Long Island City, Queens. Uh, Thursday, I will be doing Cabin, which is a, one of the best rooms in New York City. Um, and then Friday night is the Carnegie Hall show. And then um, we are going to party. Um, you know, hopefully it's a, it's a, it's an unbelievable show, and uh, we're gonna party afterwards. It's actually my birthday, um, and uh, you know, I'm I'm just really happy for my friend Bill Burr, man, to to sell out Carnegie Hall, and uh, is is unbelievable. The fact that he asked me to do it is is um, as I said before, uh, it's incredible, and uh, I truly uh, appreciate it. I'm looking forward to. Uh, so, you know, doing a good job there for my friend and, and bringing him out properly and uh, letting him uh, make history because that's what's going to happen. Um, truly the best comedian out there today, and uh, it's going to be fucking insane. I don't know what else to say. Um, and then three days later, I fly out to the Tropicana in Las Vegas where I will be performing at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club from the whole week, uh, November 14th through November 21st. Brad Garrett's Comedy Club. For you people that don't know Brad Garrett, uh, he played Robert, uh, Ray Romano's brother on the sitcom Everyone Loves Raymond, one of the coolest people I've ever met. Um, just great guy, man. Just unbelievable. Treated me phenomenally. Uh, approved me to come back uh, more than once a year, which he's the only guy that can approve it. And I found out his venue starting in the spring is moving from the Tropicana to the MGM Grand, which is a bigger venue, much better. So I'm, I'm thrilled to do that. Uh, so then, and then I come home and I got more shows lined up in November. Uh, so yeah, November's a big month. Uh, I'm excited it's here. I'm excited I have fucking power. So if I ever want to write something or read something, I can actually do it. Um, and uh, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, wow, speaking of Bill Burr, I'm getting a phone call from him right now. Um, hold on one second, everybody. Hey, brother. Oh, did can I can I are you going to be available in like two minutes? I'm just wrapping up my podcast here. Okay, cool, cool. I'll call you right back. All right, bye. Uh, speak of the devil. That was uh, Bill Burr telling me that he did something funny, which means he probably got into an argument with somebody on the street in New York City. Uh, <laughs> but, um, no, November's looking really good. I'm looking forward to it, and um, that's it. That's it, everybody. I, I guess I guess because of the weather and no guests and some other things that I wanted to do for this, um, I'll just set the, the end of this up by saying um, next week I, I will have a guest. I'm not going to say who it is, but I'm going to have a guest. And if you have any questions for any any questions you think that would be good for an up-and-coming comedian who's done, you know, even young comedian um, – that's done things, that's trying to come up. If you have any questions for us, we'll answer them together. I like to do that with guests. So uh, check that out and um, let us know, you know, anything. And we would love to talk about it. Um, and I'm going to keep you guys up to date with, uh, with some stuff. And, um, oh, November 5th, this week, starts, uh, starts the, uh, the shows that I did for Spike TV. It was like, it's kind of like the VH1 Best Week Ever. It's called Best Gang Ever. 
I think I mentioned this before, but what it's going to be is it's going to be me and a bunch of other comedians kind of doing like the, the best week ever style called best gang ever of this video game, uh, Saints Row the Third. And I guess like they're launching the game on November 15th in stores. So 10 days leading up to it, every night Spike is going to do one segment of comedians riffing on it and making fun of it. And I believe that starts uh, this, uh, I want to say this Friday or this Saturday. So check me out at that. I think they're going to start uh, doing that at 9 o'clock every night on Spike. So check me out on that. Um, check out the website. This has been the Verzi Effect Podcast, episode number 37. I'm going to try to go to the movies for you guys, but get off my fucking back. My son's going to daycare tomorrow. I'm going to be heartbroken. No, not really. But, I'm, uh, you know, it's a big day. A big day. And uh, keep the downloads coming, Verzi Effectors. That's what David Kimowitz called you guys, Verzi Effectors. Keep them coming, and uh, let's make this thing uh, bigger and better. Guess next week. Till then, thanks everybody.